Yeah, baby. Yeah. Another one of those absolutely fantastic days. Welcome to it. It's the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. Now, this, of course, on cliffcentral.com. Thank you very much for listening in. It's going to be another one of those absolutely fantastic days. Man, fired up. Yes, I am. I'm fired up, man. I'm feeling good. The day's been going good so far, and it's only going to get better. Now, you do know that when we have a show like this, we're always showcasing people who are groundbreaking, who are making things happen in their respective industries, sometimes even starting from zero, and now they're chilling at 100. That's the type of people we like to talk to, and we like to always find out how they got there, you know, because um, those building blocks are what everybody actually needs to go from where they are to where they want to be as well. So we're going to be talking to Rani uh, a little bit later on. Uh, Rani's done so well for himself. He's got a, a franchise that he's pushing. He's also got, you know, some other ventures as well, a nightclub included in there. And I, it can't be easy, but this man hustles every single day to make sure that that happens. But it's not only him. We also, of course, got Francois Lowe also in studio right here with us. Now, Francois has also done amazing things. He is the go-to guy when it comes to styling, when it comes to personal branding, when it comes to so much more. I don't even want to tell you. He's going to have to tell you himself. But as I said, it's going to be an absolutely great show. And that, of course, is something I can guarantee. Spo, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing great, my brother. How are you doing? All's good on this side of life, man. Tell yeah. me, how's your week? How's your day? How's your month? Yo, man, look, my week has been very hectic. You know, we've been together throughout the week. I think we're doing a lot of things. And yesterday was one of those memorable days where we attended a function um, in Johannesburg with um, uh, one of the brands that we're going to be working very closely with. And it was really great, you know, to see some of the stuff that we actually we put on our faces that is, it's made out of beer. It was something that was very interesting. So, yeah, my week has been very busy, but I'm keeping up okay and I'm keeping up with, with everything that I'm doing. Cool stuff, man. Well, you're saying a lot, but not saying it something at all. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, hopefully in a couple of weeks from now, we'll get of to course. find out exactly what you mean. Yeah. Uh, but the cool thing is, as I told you, that I've got some guys in the studio with me. Now, we're going to try to make it a little more dynamic today. So we're going to have them both on more or less at the same time, just to, to hear and, and even just to bounce ideas off each other. And also just to get to, you know, just to get to hear how the guys are doing as well. So we start off first of all with Rani. How you doing, brother? Fine, thank you, my man. How are you doing? Great, great. All's good on this side. Rani, now uh, your your story started in, um, in uh, is it Lebanon? No, no, no. I came from Paris. From Paris. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. My so, parents are Lebanese. Oh, the parents are Lebanese, yeah. but you yourself started the in flavor, Paris. The flavor, the heart is there, but... Ah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. The education is, is French. Oh, fantastic. So that means you can speak a little French? It's my mother tongue. Yeah, the ladies would love to hear you say some French, man. Yeah. Just say... Hey, yo, this is Rani. Um, you know, say something nice for the ladies in French. Uh, what do you want me to say? Just say, um, <laughs> it's lovely to be right here at Cliff Central. Uh, uh, c'est super d'être à Cliff Central. Mm, mm, merci, mm, merci. Mm, mm. Merci, merci. Yeah, even with the bass in there. Si vous voulez. I don't even know what he said, but uh, that's all I heard right there. Awesome stuff. So let's just chat about um, about your journey, you know, where you started. Um, you know, you, you say you, you originally from, from France. That's where the education was. And when did you arrive in South Africa? 
So I came in South Africa in 2003 mm-hmm. and uh, I arrived in uh, Rivonia. In Rivonia, <laughs> yeah. okay. And then, uh, yeah, I, I didn't speak a word of English. Mm. I had no friend, no family. Yeah, I had nobody. I just had my mom, my dad and my brother. And I uh, end up, I'm in Rivonia. Yeah. God bring me to Africa. Africa called me to come here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So that, that, that was the start. You know, it's, it's, it's not easy. I, I was actually having a chat with someone, uh, who was saying to me that, you know, his wife speaks only French and he wanted her to get to work. And then that's where I realized that, you know, it's hard to employ you in almost anything if you can't speak English. 100%. Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, I had to learn English very fast. Mm. Uh, I had to in the street. Uh, luckily, when I arrived, uh, uh, I had my father uh, already signed the shop, and so when I arrived the shop, uh, we when I came from Paris, like we operated straight away, and uh, I, behind the counter, I start asking customers how do I spell this, how to ask the name wow. of this vegetable. What customers themselves they were helping me and. Luckily, if you speak French, to learn to learn English as well is quite easier than the opposite, you know. Yeah, yeah. So in an amount or two, I could have already communicated, and and then it goes easy, man. It's yeah, English it's an easy language. It's not difficult. It's not as difficult as yeah. French. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, like your yeah, French sounds like it has quite a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of rules and how you say things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a complex language. So eventually, you managed to figure out how to speak English, and then you had to start getting into business. How old were you when you arrived? I was twenty-one. You're twenty-one, and 21. then how old were you when you started getting into your first business venture? I was like uh, twenty-one because quickly my parents were a bit old, and it was difficult for them here in South Africa as well. Again, in other languages, from Lebanon to France, now from France to English. Mm. So quickly, after one years, quickly they left. And they go back to hometown. So they left you here. After you're twenty, twenty. Are you were twenty one, twenty two years yeah, old? I was like twenty three when they left. And they left. Yeah, and they left. Yeah. Oh goodness! What? You, and you decided not to go with them? No, it's time for them to retire, and it was for us to carry. Mm. Luckily, I've got my brother, mm. and our education made it. This the Lebanese side that we never separate each other, you know. Oh yeah. And we like uh, we one, we two and one, you know. Mm. And this is power as well. So as well, maybe that's why I could able to grow my business mm. as big because I'm not alone as well. Mm. And uh, yeah, from there we it start growing every year, every year, wow. every year, every year. It was um, it's a franchise in food. Mm-hmm. For it's called Uncle Fauzi. Mm. Uh, I named it under my father's name. Wow. He's Fauzi, and and the people in the street uh, like the cashiers from Picking Pay, the the the, the 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 cashier from Absa next door, the the staff around the area were calling him, Hi, Uncle Fozzy. Hi, Uncle Fozzy. I have his white curly hair, you know? Yeah. And so that's how the name came, Uncle Fozzy. And then we put the signage and me, I start creating food, item. Luckily, my parents were into food in Paris already. So we mm. had to grow up into food industry. So the recipe I had from my family was very good. And yeah, I learned to implement it. I learned how to franchise. I learned how to grow. I learned how to do advertisement. I learned how to do pictures, menu. I had to learn. Nobody teach me nothing. I didn't do any school of food, any school wow. of franchising. I had to understand how to do the, to do everything faster. To yeah, you know, which equipment to buy. Which, what, 
then I learned with time you must pay to learn. I had to yeah. pay to learn a lot because no one wants to teach you, you know. Wow. Yeah. You must pay to learn. Now, that's now an interesting, an interesting yeah. lesson there. What are some of the lessons? Let's say I want to start my own franchise. I don't, I don't want to go and buy a franchise. I want to start my own. What are some of the, the lessons that you have learned? If you had to do this again, maybe you would do it better because you learned these lessons. <laughs> I know now to go where to go straight. Yeah. I've got already the result, so mm. I'll know how to go do my videos. I'll know how to do my pictures. You know, it's not easy just to find a guy to do a picture. Maybe it took me two, three years to mm. find the right person. To 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 find the right person into to you looking for I don't know me anything. No one want to teach you nothing. You have to really go look for yourself mm. from. For any equipment, you know, I bought so many equipment, like I bought so many grillers. Mm. I understood, okay, my friend, buy the best is better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm busy buy the best because the other grillers, you're gonna throw them very quick away. Mm. Or you might put the meat, the meat won't cook, but the griller will get cold. <laughs> now, if you put three chickens, <laughs> the griller get cold, but the, the meat doesn't cook. Oh, no. So you learn these things. So mm. now you learn to buy the best and you learn to choose nicely and, you must pay to learn, my man. You must pay no one tissues. Right? Yeah. So, alright. So, one of the key things here is to say, you know, quality is important. Don't ah, compromise important. on quality, yeah, right? Quality is, look, into food business, if you're late, people, they will come back. Mm. If your service is not good, they will complain, whatever, but they will still come back. But if your food is good, they're here. They won't leave you forever. Yeah. But, if the food is not good, they will never come back. They'll mm. give you one chance, maybe two chances, and then you're done. Mm. So make sure your food is good already. Yeah. So they can forgive you if there's other mistakes around. The mm. most important thing, the food must be perfect. Perfection. Food is like art. Food is an art. He's, he's an artist. He's a guy, whitest guy. He paints better than other one. Whitest guy is more creative. It's an mm. art. It's mm. spice that you put together. And people, when it comes to spending for the food, it's a pleasure of the day. It's a time when you sit and you relax. It's a time when you enjoy the moment. It's, it's, it's a pleasure time. You know, don't come and compromise this time for these people. So food, you can't make mistake with people now. Yeah. And then sometimes within business, there are some unexpected things that happen, you know, like something that you just didn't plan for and then you end up having to either lose some money or lose some customers because you you didn't plan ahead for that particular thing have you ever encountered something like that where you're like whoa i didn't see that coming i was lucky i made the uh, i start selling an item you know i gotta explain to you we sell deborn chicken yeah so when we deborn the chicken we always left with a lot of wings. Mm. And I used to sell them to somebody who used to buy them. And this guy ended up by not buying those wings anymore. And then I had like a lot frozen, packed, uh, vacuumed all nicely, but I had a lot and this guy was not buying them. So we decided to take the wings and I made a special tour in the wings. I got this idea from my dad, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's why always family is very important. You wow. Know? And then we put a small boat outside to rent the winds and we start selling winds and we write hot winds to rent and 
I was not realizing that wins was like very important in South Africa. <laughs> yeah. And I never realizing that I was busy making noise all over the stuff and all over the area. And I was not realizing what's happening. And the recipe, God, thanks God, was very good, was excellent, the way we prepare it. And suddenly I receive, a, I don't know if I'm allowed to say names and radio of other companies. Sure. Okay. So suddenly I receive a chicken leek and usumi is my neighbor. Whoa. Why I use the word hot winds. And this way it opened my eyes, you know. This guy already is attacking me. It's going all over. What's going on with this wind story? Mm. Let me check what's going on. Because he was your neighbor, right? He's my neighbor. So he attacked me. He said he's paid for the right of hot winds. But to me, it was just hot winds. How do I say hot winds? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so he sued me and I had to pay him 10 or 20,000. I go out, Jeez. defend myself. I put my lawyer on. We defend ourselves. We say, as we call it hot winds, we didn't know that this was his mm. things. And if we knew, we want. And it ended up, we didn't have to pay nothing or whatever. And mm. I did another advertisement outside. I write a mild or hot <laughs> winds. And then we started. Yeah. And then now I sell pallets of winds, my man. Wow. I sell pallets of winds. Mm. And he's one customer for him, one customer for me, and he oh, can't wow. do nothing about it. You understand? Absolutely amazing. You know? So, so I mean, you just took something that used to be a byproduct, something that you used yeah. to throw away or Not just throw away. sell, sell for say, very little. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it became one of your main attractions. Not the main, but one of the one of yeah, one well, of the um, important. Well, it made your neighbors sweat. So he's it still sweating. Was <laughs> absolutely fantastic. <laughs> and he's ah. sweating now as well because um, I end up opening another store in Sunnyside mm. because we now we focalize only in Pretoria. So I open another Uncle Fozzy in Sunnyside. You must understand, Uncle Fozzy brings the nightlife, brings the young people, it brings the youth. Always there's a hype day, you know. Mm. At Uncle Fozzy is the only last place where you might maybe meet a girl or you might come. You'll always find food ready. It'll always be busy. There's always music on. It's always moving. You understand? And the food is always fresh. You come anytime. You know, if you go to these other shops like KFC or whatever, well, maybe I mustn't teach them the business, you know. I must just keep quiet. But you go <laughs> yeah. to them. They don't have nothing. They tell you, mister, we have this burger. You buy this or that's it. It's yeah. cold. They don't even want to work. There's one staff behind the counter. Mm. When you come to my shop at any time, there's life. I I understand. So, what, so w- yeah. Excuse me. We open one in Sunnyside. Works well next to the chicken licking again. Coincidence. It was not made intentionally. And then I open again another one in town and semi marks. Same again. Next, next to, to chicken licking ah. KFC again. They so, think that you're after. <laughs> no, I'm not after anybody. <laughs> now we sign in Menlin in the mall. So soon I will be in the food court. Well done. So, and I'm in Hatfield. is the main store for the past 15 years. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's doing very well. Absolutely fantastic. So this has been 15 years of, of learning, 15 years of growing, 15 years of, of knowing how, you know, and, and then it grows and it grows. And that's where it can get to a level where it's at right now. You, you're sitting now with how many franchises? You said four, five. No, I've got three now and I'm opening uh-huh. the fourth one. The fourth one is coming up. In the mall. Wow. And I mean, you know, usually you'd find quite a lot of people think that, uh, su- uh, success is instant. You know, you, you can already think of a franchise now and you already want to go national, uh-huh. you know, and your, your game plan has been very gradual. I mean, in 15 years, you know, you, you're on your third, you, you have the third one and you're opening the fourth one. Yeah, and I had but to open a central kitchen. 
Exactly. And uh, this is all still and, in Pretoria. And, and nobody teach me how to open a central kitchen, how to pack my stock, how to vacuum everything, how to send everything to put delivery, track, make invoice, yeah. create uh, it's another company, you know. Yeah. So you to put everything, manager, setup, food, delivery, stock in, stock out. It's another separate. You have to open a central first, you know? Mm. And then to do renovation as well, to open shops. I never put a screw before in my life. I don't know how to put a screw. I had to learn. Because when I go to contractors, I was the, with the say, hey, this the, the design of my shop. They say three million rent, four million rent. I never had this type of money. So mm. I had to go and do it myself. I had to learn how to screw, how to, yeah, to tile, how to do everything by myself. Wow. For me to arrive to this level. It's amazing. You know, um, doing the things yourself and getting to learn from bottom up. And, uh, and it actually works eventually, right? Ah, it works. If you don't believe, it didn't happen. Mm. If you don't believe, it won't happen. I used to wish to have a car. Any brain. Just power steering, electrical windows. Air Central locking and on air condition. That's what I used to drive. Mm. If I, I wish to have, that mm. was my wish. I see if I attend this level in my life, I'm happy. Mm. Today I'm on another level. Uh, you know? Tell me about your level. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm very yeah. good. I'm very comfy. Today I'm on another level. And if you had to ask me 10 years ago, I was not going to believe that this is possible. So now I believe private jet and mm. I believe in Nondos. Wow. You know, I wow, want to be like wow. a guy like Nondos. And yeah. I believe it's going to happen and I can see it happening. Mm. Yeah. Tell me what is the, what, what is the, maybe the, the one thing that, that is so unique about you and your family? Um, maybe the thing that drives you, the thing that got you here. If you can, if you had to say, you know what, this, this is the word, the, these are the words that I live by. This is how, I get to where I am and this is why I get going and this is how I will get to the next level of private jet as well. This is it. Uh, determination. It must be uh, determination. Yeah. Really. And uh, yeah, believe on yourself and yeah, whatever you want to do, if you go for it, it, it can happen and you need a little bit of luck. A little bit of luck. <laughs> a little bit of luck. You need a little bit of luck. Make sure you were good to your mommy. So yeah. the luck comes good. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Be good to your mother and the luck shall come good. Yeah. Now talking about someone who actually has his mother here today, uh, which is a really great, uh, um, thing, you know, uh, hello ma'am. It's always a pleasure to meet the family. I'm ta- talking now also to, uh, Francois right here. This is Francois Lowe. Now, uh, as we have already alluded that, uh, Francois has done some really, really amazing work in, in, in the personal branding and styling. And in fact, even, even more. But let's let's get a find out from the gentleman himself. How are you doing, Franz? Good, thanks. How are you? Fantastic, man. It's good to have you in studio. Thank you. Thank I know. You. I always know. nice being here. Great. Yeah. Right. I was we just having a chat right earlier about how you know this place is starting to become like your second home now. <laughs> Great. So, Francois, um, just uh, highlight to us what is a day like in Francois's life? It's never the same. Mm. And it's very difficult to explain to someone what I did during the day. You know, it can very often, um, from admin, it can go into, uh, you know, like a function that we all attended last night, um, attending different types of launches, um, and then also do presentations, uh, training, um, cosmetic development. It's never, never the same. So it's quite exciting. Um, that's what I love about what I do is it's every day is different and that gets me up in the morning. Yeah. 
absolutely exciting. But now let's reverse this all to a time where, you know, your mom was still saying, hey, you must go to school, get a good job, and tell me about who you were back then. And uh, what was the conversation like around the house? My mom never said I must go to school. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, so for me, it was always about following your passion. And I grew up in, a, in an environment where both my parents um, are entrepreneurs. Mm. And um, so this is actually the only thing that I know. And my mom also being in the beauty industry, I decided one day I would like to have my own cosmetic company. Mm. Um, so that is still a dream, um, busy working on it. But what happened was, um, I never knew what I wanted to study. And so I didn't take a year off. I decided, no, I'll approach a cosmetic company to work for them almost part time as a rep and do part time studies. Mm. And then I it landed up there for five years. And within that five years, I built myself within the company to be part of the pro- product development team. And also train the staff, uh, the sales reps, the sales force, how to do makeup, how to do hair, um, how to do retail sales, what is the best angle to approach your customers, how do you sell the brand. Um, and then being there for five years, I decided at the age of 24 that I need to go on my own. Yeah. And that's what I did. I went on my own. Uh, when I did that is, uh, I actually didn't know what I wanted to do. So I approached a big, one of South Africa's biggest cosmetic companies and I said, listen, I would like to almost become your brand ambassador, but host workshops for your clients. So they said, okay, well, here's all the makeup, start doing it. And, uh, you know, very, very quickly, my name went through all the different levels and people started phoning me to come and host these workshops because what I actually do is I teach people, ordinary women, how to do their own makeup, what is the best hairstyles they should wear um, according to their face shapes, body shapes, how they should dress. Um, and that helped the sales agents to generate sales. So it was a really a win-win combination. And I did that for many, many years. Wow, absolutely fantastic. I mean, just to, to, um, to see that gap and to say, Hey, man, but I could do this. And, and then to, you know, make that a product that you can actually put out there. That, that, uh, that right there is, is really something that is, you know, that's unique to you. And I think that that is what you, you know, you all props to as well. So, but, so chat with me about, um, just how, the 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 passion turned into a, a a unique skill for you. Was it school related, or was it only what you had learned at these companies and and what your mom was teaching you? Maybe growing up, um, how how did it all come together so that you have this niche skill that nobody else really could could really match? Yeah, I would say it's a little bit of. Uh, uh, everything that you just mentioned I mean when I was in a pram I went to my with my mom to all these different ladies functions yeah. um, so what what was amazing was how beauty can change women's lives mm. um, whether they sell it to earn extra income whether they um, just use the product you know how it can make their skin look better when they look into the mirror it makes a huge difference to their self-esteem so all of that really made a difference um, but my actual passion came when I started presenting to bigger bigger audiences when mm. corporate companies approached me and said listen we want our staff to look better 
Um, and my passion for public speaking became really, really interesting. Um, when I, you know, when I'm on the stage and do these presentations, the energy that you get, I mean, you would know. Yeah. When you get the energy from the people sitting in front of you and they really participate and appreciate what you're doing for them, that is just, I mean, you, you can't explain that to anyone. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that's how a singer feels like when they do like that top 10 hits and, <laughs> yeah. and getting up there. Excellent. Mm. So then public speaking became something that, uh, you didn't know was, uh, you know, a passion of yours. And now all of a sudden, because you have put yourself in this uh, position, boom, here comes this other, you know, really great passion. And then it, um, now it is a case of do I upskill myself f- further in this thing or do I just go with what I ori- originally have? What did you do? Uh, you always have to grow. Always yeah. look for new opportunities. Um, so, uh, you know, going within the corporate, corporate environment, that was really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, working with, uh, fundraising, uh, fundraising companies, events, you know, to raise funds for the less fortunate. Um, you know, it just all comes together and makes you feel quite, quite special and unique when you do these kind of things. So my advice to anyone would be, you know, um, always try to grow. Um, you're never too young to, to learn. Um, and always seek new opportunities. Don't just stagnate. That is, that is the worst thing that you can do. It's, um, it's like committing suicide. You can't do that. Mm. So always, always try to look for new opportunities. See what you can do. What is something else you can do? If something is not working, it doesn't mean there's a problem with you. It just means that maybe, um, you know, the public is not ready for your vision or maybe the companies are not ready for your vision. You need to, um, you know, look for other opportunities because your mm. passion will always follow through. And you will, uh, your passion will always come through and that's how you will earn more money. Fantastic. Mm. Now, Rani mentioned that, uh, for his business, you know, all he has to do is put up the posters, put up the banners, make noise. And that's how, you know, a franchise gets noticed. Yes. How is, how different is it when you are an individual and you want you to be noticed? How did you put yourself out there so that it's now not just Francois Lo, it's Francois Lo. Buramach Francois Lo. No, so, um, that's actually a very interesting question. Um, you know, word of mouth is really important. Um, when you, like I said, and I keep on hammering on passion, people feel it. So, um, and, Especially in the food industry, they can see your passion as well within the food industry, and that's why your customers will always come back to you. So word of mouth is really important. Um, you know, you need to promote yourself, and then wonderful people like you having us on interviews like these, this is also a, create, a way for us to create a little bit of hype around what we do, not who we are. And what we look like and, you know, is what you do and what is the difference that you can make, um, for, for other people. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. Anything you want to add to that, Renny? Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's saying all the right stuff. <laughs> Great. So, so now we, we, we still got some time left in the show. Um, let, let's chat more about now, um, Main styles, right? Maybe you have a thing or two around that that you can just hint and say, you know what, uh, winter is coming up. This is what you should be looking like. That's what you should be looking like. Let's start off with a, uh, a gentleman like, uh, Rani right here. He's a masculine type of guy. You know, he doesn't really like the whole hair, hair vibe. But, um, when you look at his style, what should he be looking like or looking to look like come winter? Okay, so um, 
Well, it, you know, I always say you need to look at your environment, uh, which industry, what, what are you doing? What is your, uh, your aim? I mean, when you, when you're a sales rep or you work within the, uh, the co- uh, in a corporate environment, there are certain ways that you need to dress. But also is what is your aim? Would you like, uh, would you like more clients? Uh, do you need an increase? So you need to dress accordingly. So I would always say, um, Keep these kind of things in mind. And like for Rani, I would say, for, you know, for winter, it's actually just what he's wearing. You can just, you know, add a cool blazer to it or, um, you know, a nice leather jacket. Um, because he's an entrepreneur. He's the boss. He can wear whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, but when, <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> I can wear whatever I want. That's <laughs> right. <doesn't> matter, like. <laughs> um, but for muscular guys like Ronnie himself, um, you know, when you're in a corporate environment, you know, you there are brands that caters for people with that has uh, you know bigger uh, m- uh, like a muscular look. Mm-hmm. So there are certain shirts that they can wear. Mm-hmm. Um, very often, when you go to um, you know our, our main retail stores, they don't cater for people that's very thin or really big. Mm-hmm. There's always an in between. So when you buy at these stores you need to tailor tailor your your shirt so it doesn't sit like a baggy shirt on you mm-hmm. you know you need a little bit of shape because yeah. that gives people just a hint that okay i care about myself look my shirts are nice fitted mm-hmm. um the, the, the pants are not loose um yeah. the shoes that you wear are polished so for winter i would say for the corporate environment you can always wear your suit there's a, a different ways of making your suit a little bit more interesting I mean um, we've got some great pocket squares that we can wear that adds a little bit of color um, great ties different textures that you can mix around you when you wear a suit it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be one look in other words one color altogether you can you can mix up different suits just make sure that the fabric remains the same but I mean colors you can mix and that is how men can make their look look a little bit more interesting unfortunately for guys there's not a lot that we can play with around i mean if i look at you you've got your like leather jacket with your tee and that's who you are but when you go for your presentations um you know you being a brand ambassador like last night you wear your like very good well-fitted tailored suit with your tie and that speaks about who you are and what you do yeah excellent now a, a thing or two on the, the um on the on the Color side of things, you know, usually that also becomes a challenge. Like, which colors are the right fits? You know, some people, for instance, would wear a, a blue with a black, and sometimes it doesn't look that good. Tell us about which colors match very well, especially for men, especially going into winter. Okay, so when you look at color, it's very important always to mention that color plays a direct influence on your personality and how other people perceive you. You mean when you wear like a nice blue color, it doesn't matter which, which shade of blue. Blue is a very calming color. So whenever you go for a, a, like an interview or when you see clients, blue calms them down. It's a trustworthy color. When you wear red, it will hype people up. So when you go for presentations, wear red because it makes them excited, but only for an hour. Otherwise, you will irritate them. Like, black is this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, black is a, a very depressing color and it can also be very intimidating. So ah. don't wear all black when you go and see when you meet new customers or uh-huh. um you know, if you want to intimidate your staff, you can wear black, but they will be scared of you. 
So be very careful. But for guys, um, if they are a, um, a bit scared of color, they can always go for a softer, nuder, uh, pastel kind of look. Mm. So, um, you know, for most men, colors suit everybody. If we look at black guys, you know, brighter color suits them very, very well. They can almost wear any color. They should be very careful of something that's a bit too pale, too light because it can disappear. Mm. So something a little bit more brighter, they can experiment with lots of different colors. Yellows are very good on on dark ethnic skin. Uh, when we come to more of your um, lighter skin tones, they look again much better with your pastel kind of colors, not too bright because it can make them look um, very uh, pale. Yeah. So those are the kind of things that you look out for. So when it comes to guys, uh, they don't really have to follow which fashion. Uh, in terms of color, they can follow. They can actually wear anything they want. If you want to be a little bit upscale, uh, a little bit hip, uh, purple is a very good color uh, for the next upcoming two seasons. That's now the color for the two yeah. seasons coming. Purple yeah. is the new black. Yeah. yeah. You heard it. <laughs> Not orange. <laughs> ah, interesting. Oh, quite, quite, quite cool. And, um, I think this, this really, you know, livens the whole, the whole, uh, fashion space up a little bit in terms of, you know, how to look like, uh, going forward, especially into the winter season as well. Yeah. Now let's, let's, let's talk about things like, um, slim fits. You know, sl- um, a lot of people like slim fit. Are, is slim fit really ideal for every type of shape or is, is it more for, a guy who's already kind of muscular, so the slim fit kind of complements their their muscles. Yes. Okay, well, again, that's such a good question because very often when we get larger guys, and I don't mean well-built guys, I mean like someone that's a bit overweight, yeah. they tend to go for clothes that are loose-fitting, um, too big, and that looks even worse. Mm-hmm. The, more, the more the clothes are um, built or tailored according to your body shape, it will always look better. So slim fit... Or a tailored look is always anybody's best, best option. Don't mm. ever, even the ladies, never wear something that is oversized. It just, it's just wrong. It's worse. Yeah, always <laughs> wrong. Yeah, it, like, it looks worse. Yeah. Especially um, when they move the t-shirt every five minutes. Yes, like, yes. Like, and they, and they try the to pull it down yeah, because they, they yes, it, yeah, it looks horrible. Um, so always make sure that your clothes are well fitted. You know, when we talk about guys, the worst fashion mistake they can make is when they wear, um, trousers that are, too loose and when they bend down you can see either the bum crack oh, or even man. the underwear that is just it was never a fashion statement it's it was never <laughs> <laughs> and then they're not shaved yes so that's a problem yeah um but when we look at fashion and especially when we talk about guys for me it's much more important to uh, make sure that your grooming regime is um it's it's that's very important mm. so Always make sure that your skin, if you have a beard, if you have hair, that is what you should look after. Because very often, what your skin care, your skin looks like, your hair looks like, that becomes part of the, your fashion, uh, your own brand, and what people will, how they will, um, Perceive look at you, you yeah, mm-hmm. perceive you and you know, we judge people very quickly. Mm-hmm. If I look at you, I mean, your skin is impeccable. It tells me a lot about what type of person you are. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> now, sorry, sir. How's my skin? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> okay, great, great. We all got a sta- stamp of approval. I was jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so now the other thing is that um, we're seeing a um, an increase in guys, for instance, who take care of their nails and things like that as well. 
Um, tell us a little bit about that. Is it, is it, is it, um, is it actually like an essential for the modern man of 2018 to be, you know, to be looking after their, their nails and things like that? I wouldn't say it's essential, but you know what? It's actually such a nice thing that's happening with, with guys. I hate using the word metrosexual because there's that word is very often perceived, um, when it comes to your, uh, it's a, there's a misrepresentation with the word metrosexual. Mm. It's got nothing to do with your sexuality. It's mm. about looking after yourself. So forget about that word. Um, you know, it's so nice going to a salon uh, or a spa and have your nails properly looked after. Mm. You can do it yourself. But, you know, guys, what do we do? To pamper ourselves We do nothing So to go into a, a spa Get our feet done Have our nails done Is actually so nice And very often um, I go down to Live Day Spas One of my favorite spots And there are so many men Sitting there and just pampering themselves, looking after their nails Because when you, when you write out that big check Or you have to sign that credit card um, slip you need to make sure that your nails are properly looked after. You don't want it to mm. look dirty. Otherwise, people will think you're a plumber. Um, so <laughs> that is what people will look at the very first time when they meet with you, when mm. you uh, write them out something. They're going to look at your nails. They're going to look at your shoes. What is the condition of your shoes? So, you know, unfortunately, in today's society, what we look like is what people will think you know, we actually tell them what to think about us, yeah. not the other way around. Mm. Mm. It's interesting. Because I'm saying this because I've actually seen a lot of men where when you look at him, he looks like all macho and everything, and then his nails are like proper shiny. And yes, you're thinking, <laughs> you do manicures. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 there's there's still that you know with with men, there's always still that that um you know that elephant in the room. You're thinking. If I'm sitting there with my hands and while they're doing it, if I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I'm manly. You know, it yeah, feels it like a. Feel good. Huh? <laughs> you see, for honestly, instance, for me, it doesn't feel good. Huh? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how you look at nails. I don't even look at nails, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe yeah, girls, I look at nails. Yeah, but for me to go sit and do my nails, it's a bit difficult. Mm. But I understand the fact that I always you must cut your nails and make sure under is clean so you look clean from the people. Exactly. It's an image mm. that you need to represent. I agree with you, but up to going to a saloon to do my nails is a bit tough for me. I it's, like to, it's still a tough a thing, tough right? But I don't understand. Mm. Europe is in your blood. That's what happens in Europe. So you need to, you know, you need to get with the program. Yeah, no, but uh, that's exactly my point. Um, and this is something that will happen. This is why we see all these men, men's grooming salons opening everywhere because it's something that's happening and guys are becoming a little bit more comfortable with it. I mean, it's the same like going to a bar and they shave your beard because it's not that you're too lazy it's just the enjoyment factor yeah, of having it done it. yeah so what do you do for fun running uh, to, you, you me, see for instance let me explain to you we're I, talking about pampering yourself and most guys don't do much to pamper themselves yes we do do fun things like playing fifa and <laughs> honestly i don't play fifa look i'm always at work yeah and uh, my shops are open 24 hours you must yeah. know that and I do nightclub business as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I end up by being a nightclub business. Uh, I'm sure you heard about Moloko. Yeah. Okay, it's as well uh, my business. It's mm. uh, So I finish my uh, takeaway. Yeah. I go home, relax, maybe one hour, I eat my things. I go to Moloko. Back into business. 24 hours, I go home 6 o'clock, I sleep one hour, two hours, three hours. 
Back in the business. Back in the business. Anytime I wake up, Back there's in the always business. business rotating. There's always business are open. Yeah. I'm always printing, brother, and I always have to take care of it. If I don't take care of it, it will go away quickly. Mm, mm, mm. Now, I understand that. And then there's now this temptation, you know, of, um, of being stuck in the business 24 seven. And you'd often hear people encouraging, um, us to, to have a bit of balance, you know, so that we don't feel like these things overwhelm us and so on. Um, in terms of balance, what, what's your opinion? One year, two year max, I cut everything, I go overseas. After two years, you leave. One year, two years, I go overseas. Oh, you, you, for, I go for overseas holidays? For, yeah, three weeks. Uh huh. A month or two weeks or whatever, I cut off completely. They can, oh, yeah. The shops can burn. Yo. That's another event for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is your take, Francois? Um, my, my career always involves a little bit of traveling. So mm. it's, it, it will always be part of it. So, and I agree, traveling is always such a nice way just to switch off. Um, and you know, to see as well, sorry to cut you and to see and to have new ideas. Yes, mm. exactly. I mean, we need to travel the world to see what's happening everywhere. Um, but for me to switch off, uh, we go, um, do water sports. That's, you know, water is very relaxing. So that's mm. what we do. But in terms of, you know, what is the, Cut off and when should you look um, You know when can you do these Types of recreational activities I would say do them As often as you can Because um, it's very dangerous to You know to work too hard I mean If you burn yourself out Your vision can never happen Mm. So always make time for yourself. So that's why I say go to a salon, go for a not a manicure, but maybe no, a, I massage. a massage. I go for ma- I go three times a week at least. Okay, well, see, there's your three holiday. Three times a uh, week. Uh, I can't. <laughs> wow. I train a lot. Uh, in gym, you can see I'm a guy that gym and take care of myself. You just like it when the ladies. No, are. no, it's no, man. <laughs> you see, Chinese girls, brother. <laughs> Believe me, it's not the thing. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, yeah, so the, the body is in pain, so you need the massage, man. Yeah, yeah. So those are the kind of things that you need to do that will make you feel better. If a massage makes you feel better, then those are the things that, you know, when you're done, you feel, okay, now I can carry on again. So whether you do it once a week, once a month, once a year, it's totally up to you. Just make sure that you never burn out because yeah. that is the worst thing you can do to yourself. How do you know when you burnt out? Oh, trust me, you will know. <laughs> you don't wake up. <laughs> you don't wake up. Yes. <laughs> you can't open your eyes. <laughs> Oh wow, guys! Interesting. I I I think you guys are coming into my life at the right time because I think I'm working too hard and maybe I need to relax sometimes as well. No man, relax for what? Life is short. Life is short, short. right? It's too short. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. Now you you said um, that uh, you are also, of course, in, into the nighttime business as well, and that's um, that's you know one of your franchises right there as well. Tell us about the challenges that come with running a night nightclub. Sure. I've never been in nightclub. I, I, I entered the nightclub business by luck. Uh-huh. By luck or by mistake, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Let's say. You need to be strong. You need to stand up on your feet. Nobody must scare you. You in the street, my man. You meet the good guy, the bad guys, the crook, the criminal, the gangster. Everyone want a piece of the cake. Mm. Everybody. Everyone, the good and the bad. I'm not going to talk about goods, but everyone want a piece of the cake and you need to be strong and you need to show everybody there I am and nobody's touching. It's my food. I'm hungry more than all of you. Yo. Yeah. Wow. It sounds like that it's 
the one industry you literally need to be a lion in. Yeah, you need to. It's nightlife, my man. Nightlife, everything is different. The police is different. The people are different. The the security is different. The the the, the educated guy in the day is drunk and he's on another level. On another night, he's. He's flying somewhere, you don't know. Yeah. Everything is different in the night. You must take care five times more. Mm. Yeah. Tell me, let's learn some lessons in customer service. Nightlife versus franchise during the day. Obviously, <laughs> it's totally, different. totally different things, right? So tell us about, we, we'd like to know, you know, cause we, we don't know. Nightlife? Like, yeah. Me, I'm a type of, uh, nightclub owner. That I understand you come to my club to pay to get drunk. You don't get drunk and then I come and beat you up. Mm. If I beat you up, it's because you did a mistake. You did something very bad. You don't know how to drink. Then go learn to drink somewhere else. Mm. But I'm supposed to support your alcohol. I'm supposed to hold you and make sure you're happy and you're safe. And you leave my place safe. But if you start now touching girls and misbehaving and attacking people and pushing people or falling on the floor and because you go, you don't know how to drink, then we're going to have to take you out. So take out night, like night live, yeah, take you out, take you, <laughs> escort you, escort you, out. you out. <laughs> So, so we're going to have to night life is, it's, it's a fast decision you need to take. Fast decision. Yeah. You, you need mm. to, you can't take too much. The day shift, the the people are eating, they're always right. Yeah. They're always right. They can come up with stories. They can come complain. You can see the food is well done. The bone is burned. The meat is burned. She tell you, oh, it's not well done. She eat. The whole food is left maybe 10%. <laughs> and then she tell you, oh, it's not cooked. You have to go say, sorry, I go, I make you another one. Mm. And you just keep quiet. That's customer service. Customer service is king. Yeah. If you can't. Yeah. Just keep quiet. Now that's the, that's an interesting contrast because I mean, you know, on this one side, you're dealing with peaceful customers. Everyone is nice and peaceful and orderly. And here and there, you'll find someone saying that the food's not well done. And whereas on the other side, you know, there's, it's such a volatile industry. There's so many yeah. variables to this whole equation. Hello, you know? Thanks God, Moloko is a very high class, upper class customer. It's not a, the small mm. student that come drink a beer, you know, mm. we sell only bottles and champagne and, and mm. a crazy amount of price. People, they can buy champagne for 10, 15, 20,000 a bottle. So mm. we still have people that educated and they have positions and they are old and they work for government. They work, they have high positions that comes to, to, to Moloko. So luckily it's not the small student that come and destroy everything. But luckily as well, I have a lot of managers and I have a lot of people that works for me. And we do a lot of meetings. Everyone is involved, the whole team. Even at the fast food place, we have a lot of managers. If I had to get involved with each single mistake in the night and in the day, uh, mm. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Now, what I always like to do is try to extract as many lessons that are universal from from someone's world as possible. So, for instance, now in your in in your um, nightlife um, or in the night the nightclub, you're saying you have a lot of managers, meaning that you have a lot of people that you have to manage as well. And because you know, and, and in such a way, there's always you know dynamic things happening. How do you find a way to make sure that? Though there are many people running the organization, everyone is running at the same pace and they're going in the same direction. Pay them well. 
Pay them well, number one. First things, you yeah. pay your staff well, they will follow you forever. Yeah. Be nice to them. Mm-hmm. Be friendly to a certain level. Be serious when you have to. Be friendly when you have to. And then, uh, yeah, always the respect at work. And the stuff that you see is serious and he doesn't play her and he's always there on time and he's respect you. You can see he's motivated. You know, it's like the first guy that sits in front at school. Uh, always he want to answer. Yeah. This guy, you take care of him into business. Mm. You take care of him. And what you do to take care of your stuff, I can dance for him. I can do whatever I want for him. I can buy him many nails back and send him to mini park and send him in holidays. You will think today, tomorrow you forget about things. Give him a good salary. Pay your staff well, your company will do well. Mm. Most of everybody works for the money. Yeah, they see you, you're busy, you're milking. They look at you, you're making money, you're shouting, you're screaming, and for them to eat peanuts, you know. Mm. Yeah, everybody must profit. Take care of your staff, number one. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and then what about in in your case, um, uh, Francois? Um, you probably also now and again have to, you know, manage. A central team. Tell us how how is it that you keep things together? Well, for me, it's a little bit different uh, because it's always uh, you can actually refer to it as contract work. Mm-hmm. So you know when it's like you said, when it's worth it, everybody will do their part, um, and no one will really slack off, um, especially when it's on a contract basis. Uh, my recommendation for someone who always starts a company is always to work on almost like a commission type mm-hmm. of basis, because then you'll see people will perform much better. Motivation, you give them. Motivation. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's a motivation from a different level. The better they do, the better they will earn. Hundred percent. Yes, um, that always works very well. Um, and but you can't do this to everyone Like a griller You can't do this You do this to a salesman Or you do this to a exactly. Director of a shop You know yes. You can't do, give this option to I exactly. think to each single job You know Yeah Within our environment You know um, If we need to style people Or if we need to um do uh, like a makeup session um, and you need to bring in other people you can always put a time frame to it uh, you don't want people to slack off because at the end of the day you need to report to a, a bigger hierarchy where you need to you know they 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 are expecting from you to deliver on what you quoted on so always make sure that everybody's quite happy and know exactly what they do um, for me the brief is always very important so make sure you know what the client expects from you and make sure that you can execute it properly. Mm, absolutely, absolutely ideal. That's that's actually something quite important right there because you might go, you know, uh, all out, but you really go in the wrong direction, and yes. then what good is it? You know? Yeah. Great, yeah. great. All right, guys, we are we're literally right at the end of the show right now, and I just wanted to hear some last minute words. So there's that guy who's an entrepreneur. He wants to either open a nightclub. Or maybe he wants to start his own franchise. He's already got one little shop going on and he wants to get onto your level. What, what advice do you have for him, Brenny? <laughs> hey, you must, uh, uh, first look at your, and food, franchising to food, yeah. uh-huh. into food business. Then first, first, first things, make your menu. <laughs> yeah. Have your food, know what you want to sell. That's uh-huh. the first things. And then, yeah, try to get a shop. Position is very important. And then if even you open small first, that's how I started. I started with no table, no chairs. I started uh, not even with a board. 
Mm. I started no, I didn't even have chips. I didn't know how chips was important in South Africa, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I started very small, and if your flavor is good and you believe on your product, and people are buying your item, and people are asking you they want more and they want faster, then you think about what's the next steps to better up, and then step by steps, you never stop. You'll keep on growing. Absolutely ideal. So start even if you don't have everything figured out just yet. Even if you don't have the just started. You know, you don't have you don't have much. You just have a little menu and you have a little counter and you got some good flavors going. Just get started. At least there's something. Yeah. And you at least you make five rent, you make ten rent. Yeah. That you don't have. Something uh-huh. that you don't have. And study the market. I mean, you saying that you started at a time where you didn't know chips were as important in South Africa. You didn't know wings were important in yeah. South Africa. Right now, you know, you're getting quite a lot of money from those because that's now where you're pushing pilots and pilot, pallets of food, which is something quite ideal. Uh, well done. Well done on everything that you've accomplished thus far. Well done. Thank you. Great stuff. And then now we hear from Francois. If someone wants to be just like Francois Lowe. <laughs> so um, I have a little bit of a story, a short story. Yeah. Uh, two years ago, I started a cosmetic company um, that specializes in hair loss for men and women. And we recently launched a beard range looking after guys' beards, making the beard grow thicker, faster, uh, much better. It will make it look healthier. And this very wealthy man once said to me, in 10 years' time, you'll be an overnight success. And that was quite powerful to me because now and again you feel, oh, what am I doing? We're not accomplishing anything. Mm -hmm. But if you just go back into what he said, in 10 years' time, you'll be an overnight success. That just make me make me think. You know, perseverance will get you anywhere. If you believe in yourself, if you believe in the brand that you created, you can literally um, achieve anything. So that is almost my motto in life, and I'm working towards that. Wow. Ten years' time, you'll be an overnight success. And has it been ten years? We No, it's two years. And two we, years to go? Yeah, the brand. No, two years. Two years in, in this whole. Yeah, I've got eight years left. Yeah. We're already in 170 pharmacies. Jeez. Yeah, so, you know, you need to work hard. Um, mm. 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 And again, your staff, they need to be passionate about it as well. So it's it's working. The product. Teach yes, them well, exactly. Them training, well. training, 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 and very important. Training. Yeah, recruitment, recruitment, very yes. important. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You did actually mention that the type of people, the quality of the people that you work with, working with the right people, you know. And right it took people. you about a couple of years to get the right guy just for the pictures, and getting the right people in every department is actually something that's quite crucial, right? Hundred percent. Absolutely fantastic. Well, gentlemen, it's been absolutely amazing having a chat with you guys. Thank you so much for coming through. You've shared so much light, um, light, so much wisdom. And yeah, man, we really, really do appreciate it. Thank you. Great stuff. Well, just like that, ladies and gentlemen, Small Kuzi, you got a thing or two to say? Yeah, man, I've enjoyed the show. I've, I've drawn a lot of inspiration from Francois Lowe and Ronnie. But thanks a lot for coming through. But yeah, they're going to catch us again next week, same time, same place. Yeah, just as the gentleman said right there, it's the shortest hour of the week. And this is how it happens every single time, right here on Unplugged and In Charge on CliffCentral.com. CliffCentral.com.